Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Well, welcome, everybody. It is my pleasure to be in the studio with you today. I am Becky Dubin Jenkins, and I have the honor and privilege to be bringing to all of you my friend and my colleague, Faith Colas, the always engaging, the always exciting Faith Colas, who is with us here today to talk about the power of community engagement. How are you today, Faith? Hey, Becky. I am great. I mean, this is really the highlight of my day. Oh, yes. well, this is the highlight of mine as well. So happy you could join us today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah. And so to start that, I'd love to know when you think of community engagement, because you are so in that space, that is your wheelhouse. What does that mean to you? What does community engagement mean to you? Well, let me say this. I'm excited to be here with you and looking forward to our conversation. So thank you for the invitation. And you're right. uh, Community engagement is my sweet spot. It's my wheelhouse. When I think about community engagement, I think about connecting people and growing the community, right? I think about community engagement being the heart and the soul of an organization, Mm. I also think about community engagement as being the heart and the soul of the community. Mm. Because when you connect people together, one to another, it grows the community. It's it, it can be organic or it can be strategic, but it is a, a plus for the community. And I also think about, when I think about community engagement, I think about the parallel lines or lanes, if you will, of community engagement, like public relations and media relations. But at the heart of community engagement, it's all about relationships and building those relationships. And you have done that so many different ways in your career, Faith. You have worked in in multiple industries, in multiple capacities. Uh, You specifically mentioned public relations. You have done that work too. And I think you really are hitting on what we at Athena consider one of our real sweet spots, right? And that is relationships. And you don't have a relationship without trust. Absolutely. You don't. And you're right. I spent 20 years at the Milwaukee Courier newspaper, you know, where the relationship was with readers. How do you build readers? How do you help them to trust you? Right. I mean, it's kind of one way, but the other part that makes it a two way relationship is before we got emails, were all the people that would fax you a news release or come into the newspaper to drop off some information or to tell you their story because they needed help. So that's a relationship. You're building that. And because they trust you, they keep coming back. And then 11 years with the Salvation Army as the community relations director. And here's what I find. Well, here's what I found. And I learned this not just with them, but with lots of organizations. Community relations, they people put everything 
in community mm. relations. They put media relations. Mm. They put public relations. You know, they put all the stuff. Social media. Everything goes into community relations where each of those are disciplines yes. in and of themselves, right? And if you're doing it right and you don't, and you have this fantastic budget, you can have huh. people in each one of those lanes, you know. So I did all of those things in my time with the Salvation Army. But what I found most about my time with the Salvation Army, my time with the um, Milwaukee Courier, my few years at the Sheriff's Office, and my time now with the Greater Milwaukee Urban League and as my own entrepreneur is, it's all about relationships. It is. People trust you. You're authentic. They believe what you say. And you have a proven record. And so I have found in this next quarter of my life, like I like to... I look at life as like four quarters and mm. I'm in my fourth quarter. Okay. Right? And so I'm finding that people are coming to me and being referred to me and they're young. So-and-so said, I should talk to you about this. And I can't tell you how refreshing that is that I have spent my time here on earth planting the seed wherever I was for people to remember that I'm a decent person, that uh, I have a good character, that um, you can trust me, and that I'm going to work on your behalf because I like you, because I think what you're doing is good for this community. You know, you just pick up the ball and you just keep going. And some people say, well, how much will that cost you? Listen, I'm just going to make a phone call and I'm going to introduce you to someone. This is what we should be doing anyway. That's relating to the community, right? That's relating to the people that live in this community. And I so know all of this to be true about you because I have seen it in action. I have also been with you in settings out, uh, whether we were doing professional work or sometimes overlapping that with personal fun time, enjoying a drink or a coffee. And you know a lot of people, Faith, everywhere I go with you, I feel like I'm with, I'm just part of the entourage, perhaps. <laughs> and so, stop, Becky. <laughs> it's true, but I think it is because you put so much good out into the world. And again, people do trust you. What tips do you have for our listeners who are looking to perhaps engender more trust with the people they work with? Maybe they're looking to foster new relationships. Maybe they're looking to find a mentor. How do they do that? I think you have to be authentic and genuine, right? I think that um, I know that in the deepest parts of my heart, I would not have had the opportunities that I have experienced if someone didn't see something in me and someone wasn't listening to me. I've always been a hard worker, but over the years I've learned to work smarter, right? Mm. But I give it my all. I mean, I am honest about my work and I care about it. And when you care about what you do, it just comes natural, all the other things, all those other elements, right? And so what I would say is be authentic, be honest, and it's okay if you say, hey, I'm trying to make some money. 
Yes. Yep. Because that's people should be paid. People should be paid for what they are capable of doing, right? And you should also know that your gifts are part of your service here on earth, right? Because as a spiritual person, as a woman of God, I believe everyone has a main gift, but you got a whole bunch of gifts, right? I can't even explain to you my gifts. My gifts, what I can't explain about my gifts is this. Um, I didn't go to school for my gifts. Mm. I was placed in environments that nurtured my gifts and brought them all out. I cannot even explain to you why I know what I know about community engagement. I just know it. I asked my late husband once who did this for a living, right? I asked Eric, how do you do what you do? How do you know what you do? He says, I don't know. It just comes. I said, that's a gift. It is a gift. When you can't explain it, you know? And so I think you have to be genuine about sharing your gifts. Be authentic about caring about what someone brings to you. I mean, you got to feel it in your heart. And as a woman of God, I feel it in my heart. You know, I can see that this person is genuine, that they really care about the community. They care about this project. They care about what it is they're trying to do. And I'm a decent listener. Hmm. Listening is a critical part of the work we do on a daily basis. You're moving in a lot of different directions. Oh, yes. But you did lift one former part of your life when you were you read a newspaper. Right. And I think we in Milwaukee should find ourselves or we should consider ourselves really lucky because we have such a strong community journalism presence in this oh, we city. Do. We and do. not everyone has that. And we all know the decline in newspapers. I'm a former uh, newspaper person myself. It makes me still very sad And, uh, you know, newsrooms are skeleton these days. There are not reporters to go around. And we are lucky because we have such a strong community journalism community uh, in this city. And one of the things that I know also to be true of you is that you feel very strongly about making sure that the black press is recognized. Yes. Yes. How do... The members of the black press and broadcast media impact community engagement in Milwaukee? Well, you know, when I think about it, and I didn't always think this, but I would say it's come to me in the last several years and maybe in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. But with community engagement seemed to be the code word for how do we connect with black people? How do we connect with brown people? How do we connect with communities that don't look like us, right? And so, because when you look at it, a lot of the people in those roles were African-American individuals, right? And, 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 And making that connection. The black press was created out of a need to communicate to one another, the black press and the black church. If you wanted to know what was going on in a neighborhood, or if you wanted to know what was going on and you lived in the North and you wanted to know what's going on in the South, it was the black church and the black newspaper, right? When you moved into a community, when you left from the South and you moved to the North and you came into this community, you went to a black church, right? If it weren't for the black press, we never would have found out the details of Emmett Till. 
how would we have? Or how long would it have taken for us to do that? So the black press has created a foundation for other people outside of our community to say, how do we connect with this community? And I think that's where community engagement came about. It evolved for over time, but, you know, like everything else does, it's like being called a Negro, being called colored, being called black, being called African-American, being called a person of color. It evolves. And so community relations, for me, I believe that came out of um, a need for people that don't look like us in white corporate um, Milwaukee or America to say, how do we engage with these folks outside of advertising? So mm-hmm. the black press made its money by circulating the newspaper. They sold the paper until they discovered advertising. And then you had to convince the advertisers that black people eat cereal. So mm-hmm. then they would advertise the cereal in the black newspapers, right? But then the other piece about that was the community engagement piece, the public relations piece of it, came about to corporations paying for events that black newspapers and black radio stations were having, like Essence Fest Music Festival, for example. Those are relationship-building things, and everyone knows that black consumers are loyal consumers. If McDonald's ever if McDonald's supports Juneteenth Day every year, if it was the first time we were doing Juneteenth and it was the first time McDonald's ever made itself visible in a black community and they sponsored Juneteenth Day Festival, they got everybody black as a consumer because they were there and they helped to make that cultural event happened. So to me, that's community relations. You're building this relationship with a consumer base, with the neighborhood, with residents, and it just keeps growing from there because you trust them. Yeah, we're going back to that word, trust relationships, right? You also mentioned corporate America, corporate Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Why is it important for community engagement to happen for those companies, for and with others? Because we all live in this city together, right? You have to put your money where your mouth is. You can't live in a capitalistic country and not put your money where your mouth is. You cannot, if you need money to operate and you need money in the ecosystem of business and you need money as a white family, so do we. And so you have to make that investment. Again, it goes back to putting your money where your mouth is, building a relationship. People got to trust you. It's all about being authentic and being genuine. Relationship, trust, authentic, character, putting your money where your mouth is. I love that. I love the way you framed that. And I'm wondering if you have examples, again, from your career where you have worked in many different industries and with many different people, what examples do you have that you think showcase a successful community relations uh, relations strategy, a community engagement strategy? Well, 
I want to say when I was at the Salvation Army, there was um, a lot of one-off in community engagement. Good stuff. You know, uh, coats for kids at this time of year. Yes, this time of year. <laughs> Summertime, feed the kids, right? And I think Christmas time, yeah. toys, right? And so we began to have conversations about if a family is standing in a line for a coat, I bet you they need toys. I bet you they need summer meals, right? I bet you they need book bags. I bet you they need employment and educational opportunities. Maybe they need some literacy uh, support. Um, maybe they want to live in a better home. Has anybody asked them about home buying, right? And so this is the same. When we started having that conversation, we're like, yeah, let's, you know, how do you build this relationship so it's ongoing, you know, that so that you really expand a family, you really grow the family. And so we started having those deeper conversations. Oh, you come in because you need this. Well, do, do your kids need coats? So you get it all at one time instead of having this family wonder if they're going to be selected for the next opportunity to receive from you. So that's that's when I began to start thinking about meaningful community engagement. You know, I started thinking, yeah, we got to stop the one off. How do we group it together? Like they have a bundle. How do you bundle? How do you bundle it? You know, if you can bundle your phone, your yes. internet, you can bundle how you serve people. And so now in my role at the Greater Milwaukee Urban League, it's the same thing. How do we bundle? And I think that organizations get so wound up in that single lane of what they can provide. Oh, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. But when a person comes in and they need, they're kind of in a panic. They're kind of stressed. And what they need is the expertise of folks sitting behind those desks, folks sitting in those organizations to say, you came in for a job, but do you need transportation? That's where the relationship begins. Yes. It's like you and I, when we met and we started talking and then we said like, oh, well, we have children. Oh, you know, and so you do, oh, you like clothes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go to this party. Let's go to that party. That's what we have to do in our work. We have to pivot we and we have to lot, bundle. We? Yes. I love that. It's such a holistic way to think about things, holistic way to think about supporting people being with people absolutely not doing for people you gotta you gotta be willing to hold the hand yes. of someone when they come and ask for help they have dug real deep yes to come in and ask for help whether it's generational or not they are still digging deep to ask for help and by you having the conversation you put them at ease You've said, I'm someone you can talk to. I'm someone you can trust. I'm someone that cares about why you came in. But I know if you came in for that, you probably need this, this, this. And we, we won't talk about it all today, but I want you to know that I'm thinking about you because I care about you. That's meaningful community engagement. I love that. 
Love that. And so I feel like that is a great way to end on a high note. But before we go, you mentioned that you feel like you are in the final season yeah. of your life. Girl, I'm 60. I mean, you oh, know, faith. if I live another 30, 40 years, 20 of those years, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we should do this more often then. But so I do want to ask you, what is next? You obviously, as we've discussed, you have done a lot of things. You're still doing a lot of things. What what other things are going to occupy you during this final season that really sounds much more dire than I think you mean it to, Faith? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to answer it like this. We all have a main gift, but we also have other interests. And those are gifts, too. So... If there were such a number as, you know, when God created you, he created you with 12 gifts and you've, you've only used four. What I want is when he calls me home, I don't want to leave one of those gifts on the table. And sometimes I may not recognize what that gift is until I've explored the next thing in my heart. I feel like I cheated a little bit because I said that was the last question, but I do have one more question now based on what you said. What gift of yours has surprised you? Oh, man, that's really a good question. Being in media, I'll, mm. I'll say being in media and being connected in the way that I am, it's, that's been a blessing. I had no idea that that could happen. Sure. I had no idea that I could be someone that people connect with and refer people to. I think I'm mostly surprised uh, about how people see me and that they see me, but I'm also blessed about it and very happy that um, you see me as an authentic person, an honest person, an optimistic person that really cares deeply about this community and my people. And again, I know that to be true about you. You, I have heard you say multiple times that you are a glass half full person. Totally. That is absolutely 100% true of you. I have seen it in action. <laughs> I have seen your integrity. I have seen your faith. I have seen your support. Uh, so I just want to thank you today for being with us and for leaving us with some really great thoughts about how to actionize community engagement and sharing your stories with us. Well, thank you, Becky. I do believe we're better together. 100% agree. So with that, we'll say thanks to everybody and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton Davis. Available wherever you get your podcasts.